guys doing today? Okay, so today we are going to be looking at how to start a successful blog in one week or less. Let's get right into it. Okay, I have a lot to cover today and I don't want to have it running for a long time. So what I'm going to do is I'm also going to put, um, set up a, a course, uh, starting a blog course, video course that is, and I'm going to um, invite you to pre-register for the course. So when it's ready, I'll let you know um, when it's done. How does that sound? Okay. Right. So how to start a successful blog in one week or less? Let's get right into it. So, you know, I always say this, but mindset, having the right mindset um, about getting into blogging is so very important because sometimes it can take you um, 12 months to 36 months before you realize um, the gains of the effort that you put in. So in other words, this blogging thing is a long-term project. It's not something that you sort of do it for five weeks and then that's it. It's really a long-term project, just like podcasting, I guess. Um, so having the right mindset and um, the ability to do it on a frequent basis um, is so very important, especially for your audience. Um, and in order to start a blog, you first need to know um, what you're passionate about because you would need a, a big reason why you would continue to day after day or even week after week or month after month um, generate or create a blog for your audience and if, if you're doing that or writing a blog on something that you're not passionate about you're going to run out of speed um, in a matter of days or weeks because it's just not something that it has a burning fire in your soul that would want you to write passionately about it for a very long time to come. I myself have been blogging for probably about seven years um, on different blogs. I can generate a blog in, in no time at all with my eyes closed, so to speak. Um, but it takes commitment. Um, you would have the odd time when you probably would not be able to uh, produce the content um, so what I would advise you to do as well to avoid that is to um, create a few um, blog posts in draft mode so you can actually schedule them to post just in case you can't fit a busy time or you have an emergency in the family or whatever it is you can actually rely on those all right I don't want to spend too much more time yakking unnecessarily so here we go also you need to decide what how much time do you have to commit to blogging so you don't have to do it every day but you know once a week is nice once every two weeks is nice as well it all depends on you and the audience all right so mindset and passion that's the first topic we've covered that now next topic is research net sorry niche research um, so although you may be passionate about this subject depending on what you want to blog about for example I'll give you a good one social media 
say for example you decide you want to blog about something like social media and as you probably know or maybe you don't know this so many things change in social media um, say in the last seven years lots of things and Facebook has changed and LinkedIn and all the different platforms that people um, use for social media things change in a matter of months or weeks they've got a new version or they've changed the type of videos or they change the size of the post or you know they change everything ever ever so often the only thing that's consistent probably is the name all right so i covered um net research already in one of my previous podcasts so i would invite you to go and um listen to that one because it goes into a lot of depth about how to go about doing your net research I've, i think i covered three different episodes on net research because it's such a wide-ranging topic you just need to make sure to be sure that you want to um blog or write or create content around your specific niche to make sure that there's enough interest first to begin with uh, enough content to write about and in, enough um what's the word i'm looking for long-term um long-term interest generally speaking so it's not a, a sort of a passing fad um, and one of the things i probably forgot to include in my niche research is having to look at um a tool called google trends that will show you how a specific niche has been trending over time um and you can even do it by keyword so something i'll probably cover in the video course so don't forget to subscribe um or pre-register so when it, it's the course is released i can um invite you send you an email for it um next thing you want to decide once you done the, once you once you get into the niche research itself decide if it's a product or service you want to write about um if it's a product or yeah a product you might want to blog about how to use this particular product and effective uses of this particular product um obviously if it's a service you want to talk about the advantages of benefits advantages and benefits of using this specific service how it in, improves the lives of your customers uh, of your audience what kind of value add they can expect from it um and then you know really really um narrow down and focus on who is your audience so for example when i decided i wanted to do this podcast my whole idea just in case you haven't noticed up in this point because this is my 20th episode my whole idea was to help women like myself who um are probably have been employed for a while and they're looking to um create a side hustle for themselves um or they sort of in that stage um where they probably um went off on maternity leave and they're just looking to you know start their own um blog or something they can do from home basically so yeah that's i i really really focus in and see okay and normally if they've got no sort of tech experience um they wouldn't even know where to start they obviously can go and look online but then you're still very apprehensive and i just want to show all of you women out there that it's really possible it's really easy i've been doing it for uh, many years um 
of course, when I, I just first started, I, I don't think I was apprehensive. I just love technology a lot. Um, I just wanted to get it done, basically. Anyway, I'm veering off course. I don't want to make this thing, this, this podcast run over. All right, so once you know who your audience is and what value you're adding to their lives, you'll have a much better idea as to when you do your niche research, how um, you can pull those ideas uh, for content over, say, 12, 24, 36 months. What you're going to focus on the first month, the second month, and so on. So that's niche research. When you've completed that niche research, say, for example, you decide you want to do uh, a blog on dog training or um, karate classes or yoga or um, uh, vegan cooking, you know, depending on what you want to write about, you take the sort of what we call keywords on that specific niche and you stick them into um, something like the Google Keyword Planner or Word Tracker or, or um, uh, I mentioned I think I mentioned this in my one of the previous uh, podcasts um, get a free account at spyfu.com so s-p-y-f-u.com and stick in those keywords and it, it will then show you all the related keywords for that specific niche and you'll have to do this over time you wouldn't actually know all the keywords for the, the next 36 months but it will give you a start for the first sort of 10 weeks so you'll know what you need to what the topic needs to be focused on so in your in your um in the, the blog post that you're writing you need to include those keywords um let's see so once you've you've got those keywords those are sort of what we call the building blocks as to how you're going to lay out um, the, the hierarchy of your site. Um, if it is you have an existing website and all you need to do is um, create a blog that goes along with your existing website, you can also do that. But if you're just starting from scratch, you don't have a website, you want to create a blog, then what I'm talking about here will also give you the opportunity to have a website with a blog attached to it as well. All right, next up, is your domain name. So this is so very important that you get this right. Um, you can buy a domain name either by your um, brand name or by the major keyword for your site. So say for example, I go back to the vegan cooking for example. Um, so you can get a domain name that says just vegan cooking with like for me it would be with Alvern or um, savvy vegan cooking or anything like that as as your as a domain name or you can do like a brand so for example this podcast is um, not necessarily um, successful women or helping women become successful that's not my, my domain name if you notice my domain name is success unscrambled so that's my brand name and that's what I decided to go by as opposed to putting um, the actual uh, keyword in my domain name so you have both choices um, my preference it just depends on what I'm blogging about um, 
but really it's up to yourself so I guess at this point um, what you probably should decide is the name of your business or company or blog um, I would try and include because I know there is a resource that I saw a long time ago about choosing a name for your company a company choosing a company name and it was really helpful especially if it is well it's especially good for if you if you are an app developer you're like you're developing apps uh, or you are developing a software as a service solution for customers or b2b it's really good at coming up with, with fancy names like you know google and reichel and slack and you know all of those really latest and, and fancy names that people have I saw one recently called Segment, um, which I found was strange. How could you call a company Segment? But anyway, different strokes for different folks. All right. So the two places I go, once you've decided on a domain name and you're happy with it, oh, you need to go and see if it's available. So the two places I would normally go and check are Namecheap.com and GoDaddy.com. I prefer to use Namecheap because, as the name suggests, it's cheaper to get a domain name there. Um, but you can buy it at GoDaddy. Those are the two places I prefer. In terms of, um, once you have a domain name, that's not the, that's just the beginning. Um, you can go ahead and buy it. Sometimes I find myself buying two or three domain names because I'm not really sure about the final name I want to go with. And that's fine. It's only... $10 a year will set you back $30 but if it is you are on a very tight budget really 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 make sure um, that you choose the, the correct one uh, I'll give you I'll tell you the reason why because I remember years ago I had bought a domain name and it was misspelled and I didn't realize it until probably a week later and I had to go back and um, correct this buy the domain name with the correct spelling so double check, triple check before you click the pay now button. All right, next up we have hosting. So once you buy a domain name, you need to host your blog or website or um, yeah, your website or your blog somewhere. And you need a web host to do that. And many years ago when I first got into um, creating my own websites and building my own blogs, two um, companies that I use were um, Bluehost.com, as well as uh, Hostgator. You can also, like, when you go to buy your domain name, you'll see the option to buy hosting as well with the likes of um, Namecheap uh, or GoDaddy, but I would strongly advise you, you keep a domain registrar as well as your hostings as two separate companies. Um, I'll probably explain why during the actual video training course, but... If it is you want to go ahead and do it, um, by all means go ahead. But I personally didn't like um, GoDaddy's um, hosting user interface. It's not very friendly. I prefer a, a cPanel. Um, I know that this probably doesn't make any sense to you. I prefer a cPanel interface. But anyway, you get it for as cheap as $3.95 a year. Sorry, a month. Um, you can probably get it cheaper elsewhere as well, but the ones I find that were reliable were Hostgator and uh, Bluehost. And they're really good starting points, especially 
um, when you're just starting off and you just need um, to, to sort of host your first, say, 50 pages, 50 blog post pages, you would need to move eventually. Or you can probably stay with host styling, keep getting bigger and bigger package. But I personally have moved to several different hosts for different reasons uh, over the years. Next up, we have um, the platform. So you've purchased your, your domain name, or you probably haven't purchased it yet, but you're thinking about doing it, and you don't know what platform you're going to use for your um, blog. I have tried several in the past, including Blogger or WordPress.com, Wix, Weebly. I haven't tried Squarespace, but my recommendation, because especially if you're going to be using this to generate an income for yourself, is to have um, the ability to host it. To, you have control over your site, in other words. All the others I've mentioned there, you wouldn't actually necessarily have control. It's, it wouldn't be self-hosted uh, platforms. Um, but if you're stuck and you really need to get this um, going, just remember um, that it's not going to be very easy to move from any of those non-self-hosted platforms to a self-hosted one. So something to consider for the future. Um, yeah, so WordPress.org is my preference. I would advise you to take that option. Um, it normally comes free with your hosting company. Um, they can help you um, walk you through the process. There's normally videos on there of how to go ahead and install it. They have a lot of them have um, self-install uh, or automatic 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 installation. Um, uh, software that will install it for you. You don't have to go through and set up the database and set up this and set up that. You can just click a few buttons and it will be installed for you. Okay, let's see what's up next. All right, so up next actually is the installation of the WordPress. I didn't realize I jumped ahead there. Um, one key thing to realize when you, before you install the WordPress is ask yourself if it is you want to install it on a subdirectory. For example, when you install the blog, is it going to go in, for example, your domain name forward slash blog or is it going, are you going to install it on your um, just your www dot um, your domain name dot com and that you have to be very careful when you're doing that well you could reinstall it again but um, when you're going through the software called soft delicious which um, helps you install um, WordPress it gives you the option to install it on a subdirectory like WP or whatever don't don't do it if it is you want this to be your your website as well as your blog. Uh, when you are choosing a username, please don't choose admin. There are a lot of spammers um, and hackers out there that would just die to um, hack new blogs, people who don't know what they're doing. Whatever you do, don't um, use admin as a username. You can use 
something that's really obscure as a username that people wouldn't um, hack your, your blog very easily. And choose a password that's difficult as well. Don't choose an easy one. Um, well, you can choose an easy one until you install it and then change it. But for um, long term sake, choose a really difficult one that's 14 characters long that nobody will be able to guess. So that means you don't memorize it and you have it down somewhere um, private so that nobody can actually access it. So once you've installed the WordPress um, on your domain name, in your host, in your um, web host, you now need to um, choose a theme. So when you're installing it, actually, it will ask you to choose a theme. You can choose a theme there. They give you the standard um, 2017 WordPress theme. I advise you to get something different. And the theme that you choose will actually depend on um, if it's a product or services service that you're offering. There are a lot of free WordPress themes available. You just go in um, to the back end of your WordPress site and um, go into appearance and then um, you'd see your themes there, install a new theme and you, you just search for whatever it is one. So if you're looking for technology or dentists or recipes or weddings or you know whatever it is you just type in that, that keyword and it will give you the list of um, uh, themes that are free that you can go with um, if it is you prefer a paid theme you can do that as well there are many different um, what do you call those uh, uh, premium they call them premium themes available I will try and include that in my video training as well, so you'd get access to that. Um, but premium WordPress themes normally are really good if it is you, you sort of are at an advanced stage of um, blogging and all of that. So if it is you're just starting and you're trying to get your head around things, you can start with a simple free theme, especially if you're on a tight budget. Um, When you are choosing a theme, also consider carefully if it is you want to have a theme with a landing page, although you can get a plugin for that, or if it is you want the format of the theme to be a portfolio or a gallery, or, you know, it just depends really on what, what the final look and feel of the website will be. But you just, like I would say, probably a million options out there, just in your head what it is you'd like it to be. And it's no problem, you choose a simple one for now and then in two, three, three days, two weeks, three weeks, two months, three months time, you change your theme, that is perfectly okay. But just to get yourself started. Because remember, we are trying to start a successful blog in one week or less. So don't sweat it. Just choose something and move on to the next thing. So next up, we have plugins. So plugins are these little um I guess they call them additional bits of the software that you can, um, as it call, as the word implies, plug into WordPress that will give you a different functionality. And the top six plugins I would recommend are uh, Yoast S SEO, so Y-O-A-S-T SEO. That will allow you to put in your keywords, your um, description, um, and any sort of meta information, so just data about your data that you would need so that um, you can get your site indexed properly in um, 
in the Google search engines or all the search engines across the board. Next up, we have the wood, wood fence security. So remember, selling your people hacking your site, I'd advise you to download a free copy or download a free plugin called wood fence, wood fence security. There are others out there, but over the years, this is the one I, I sort of trust the most. There's a free version and a paid version. Just like with Yoast SEO, there's a free version and a paid version. Um, AdWords Analytics plugin. So there's, again, there's several out there. You just choose one that you like. It will ask you to authenticate with your um, um, AdWords Analytics account. I can go into that in more detail in the video. Um, we also have been plugin called Real SSL. So when choosing your host, hosting, one thing you need to look out for is um, the ability to have a uh, SSL certificate with um, your hosting company. So there is a directive out there, um, especially Google would prefer, and SSL just means that you, you know, need to have a site secure. Google prefers to rank sites with um, SSL certificates um, higher than those without and they get more respect but the whole idea is actually a lot of uh, hosting companies give them for free. What you would need then the plugin to do is to actually take it to the step where it actually um, recognizes it as recognizes recognize it as a secure website so instead of http colon it will be https uh, colon uh, on the start of your um, your website url next up we have your um, backup so one important plugin to have is the ability to back up your website on a regular basis you can have it back back it up every week if we're posting every week or every uh, month, depending on how much content you create on that website or that blog, um, you would want to uh, back it up as frequently as possible. So just in case something happens, you can just restore from backup and voila, you have your um, all of your content back there. So the, the, the plugin I use is called um, Backup, uh, sorry, Updraft Plus. Um, which allows me then to back up the site and I back it up into my uh, drive, my Google Drive. So you can back it up to the options. So you can back it up by email, send a copy to yourself by email, or you could back it up by Google Drive or by uh, Amazon Web Services or, you know, different options available. Um, and then last, last plugin then would be the Contact Form 7. So that just allows you to really quickly generate a contact form on your contact us page really important next up we have then the five essential pages that you need on your website so apart from the blog you'd have obviously your home page uh, your about us page so who are you what are you about your privacy policy page so you need to have all sorts of um, uh, what we call legal requirements around your blog to make sure that you meet and assure your users that there's a privacy policy in place and if you have any cookies on your website um, you need to make them aware of all of that that's happening you also then have uh, your contact us page like I mentioned there previously and the plugin contact form 7 is a good one to generate a contact 
um, form, contactless form for you quite easily. Just follow the instructions and then uh, terms of use. So if you're an affiliate site or anything of generating any kind of money, um, you can just create those pages to make sure that you you know you cover everything, all the legal aspects as well as all the different elements to give the user a really good experience. And like I covered last week, how to build a, a, a brand for your blog or business, make sure you give the user that value exp- valuable experience so that they will return another time. Okay. So finally, we have a marketing plan. So you can decide actually to... to do this really much earlier on in the process um, because based on your marketing plan, based on your keyword research, uh, based on your niche research, based on your passion, your domain name, you know more or less, especially based on your audience, you know more or less where your audience hangs out. If your audience hangs out on Facebook and Twitter, for example, you know you need to develop a marketing plan using Facebook and Twitter. If, however, they hang out and somewhere like um, uh, Instagram and Pinterest, you know, you need to develop a marketing plan around that. And marketing doesn't necessarily mean paid, it could be free. But here are my top four um, pieces of advice that I can give you with regards to your marketing plan. Once you've gotten your personas sorted out you know look at the podcast from last week i've gone through you know how to build around your brand etc once you know who the who your audience are make sure you consider search engine optimization so you need to optimize your blog and your site to make sure it you know it gets ranked really well it will actually probably take you about three to six months especially with new um domain names Brand new domain names take they take a while for Google to recognize them and, and you know index them because they're new. Um, they have a cooling off period, so to speak, for a couple months. Um, include social media in your marketing plan. So search engine optimization is obviously dealing with the search engines and social media deals with things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. Um, Consider Pinterest or Pinterest, although a lot of people put it into the social media category, it's actually a visual search engine. So do consider that. I use it myself on on my uh, blog or my, sorry, my podcast, podcast slash blog. And also consider blog commenting. Look into the Google search engines for blogs related to your niche or, yeah, related. It doesn't have to be a competitor. It could be someone that's giving you or giving your audience um, complimentary service or vice versa you're giving the audience a complimentary service you go in and comment on the blog um, ask questions you know participate engage um, which will then come wrong to you they will all come back and comment on yours as well all right so these are the sort of 10 areas or maybe it's 12 at this point I've lost count that you want to consider and if you want to know how to start a successful blog in one week or less, um, starting a blog, blog is really exciting. So very exciting. You probably can't sleep at night. You just want to get up and get stuff done. But like I said, I'm going to make sure and develop a, a video 
um, that will allow you a video series that will allow you to go through step by step how to create or, or start your a successful uh, blog for your business or your or for your you know company. Um, so don't forget to uh, pre-register for it so that at least I'll know um, how many people are, are definitely interested before I go off and create this course. And that more or less covers it for the day. I hope I didn't go on for too long. So ladies, if you want to create a successful blog and you've been, pro, uh, sorry, uh, create a successful blog and you've been cra- procrastinating for a while, no more excuses get started i'm so looking forward to hear your experiences so please comment uh, below don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to subscribe as well um next week i have a few options in my head what i will cover but for now enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week